Welcome back to the Colorado Springs Business Podcast. My name is Andrew Hasley, and I am the host of the show. Today, we are sponsored by Vehement Visuals, which is my video production company. I decided, you know, we don't have any sponsors yet. Why am I not promoting my business? Like locking in that spot, because I do see value in this ad- advertisement sponsorship stuff. So it's like, uh, you know, I, why not utilize the platform to really promote my business, which is Behemoth Visuals. Uh, we are a video production company. The main thing we do is work business to business and create video assets that businesses owners can use and really tells their story, uh, really automates certain processes. That's the main uh, thing that we do. And if you would like to talk about that, we can make that happen. <laughs> All right. So the next sponsor is actually the Colorado Springs Business Podcast. Uh, if you'd like me to read an ad script at the beginning of every episode, 15 seconds to a minute maybe uh, about your business, then we can make that happen at the beginning of every episode. We do episodes Monday through Friday, so that's 20 episodes a month uh, that you can lock in on advertising space. And I think we're going to be doing like six, you can lock in six month advertising deals, uh, which will lock in that price of the current rate for an entire six months. So that's the the Colorado Springs Business Podcast advertising space. That's how this show makes its money. And I think it's a very powerful uh, thing. Uh, As the show grows, that's going to be something that people are going to be jumping on. And I I can see that happening. (laughs) All right. So the third thing I want to promote is the Colorado Springs Business Podcast Patreon account. Uh, Patreon is a platform that allows creators to really monetize their their shows, their YouTube channels, uh, maybe their music, their art. It allows creators to really uh, basically build a Netflix for their own creative stuff, essentially. So there's bonus content on the on the Colorado Springs Business Podcast Patreon. Uh, one of the bonus content is an extra episode every single month where I recap all the guests that are on on there. So there's going to be some other value that we add in there. Uh, you can uh, one of the tiers you get a Colorado Springs Business Podcast sticker <laughs> and and all that fun stuff. So that is all the the sponsorship and ads for today. And I'm going to introduce the guest. Today we have on Naomi Ski with Dance Wonderland. So Naomi, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. Thanks for having me yeah, here. Yeah, definitely. So, so in like a sentence or two, do you think you can explain what your business does? Sure. So we offer dance instruction, choreography, and performance opportunities um, for adults in ballroom, Latin, country, and swing dancing. So we are a partner dancing studio, and we're a very community-oriented um group and we love to perform and put on a show for our local community nice i can't wait to get into that in the episode and i'm gonna roll the intro music this is a show where we have real conversations with entrepreneurs and business owners who are mostly in colorado springs doing things in the community of colorado springs Naomi, (laughs) andrew (laughs) so how's it how's it how's it been how's uh How's how's life been? How's business been? Well, business has um actually been going. You know, it nice. was it took a turn. You know, during the whole you know stay at home orders and the the COVID, um, when the pandemic began and started to really spread through the United States. Um, and so there was a definite lull in mm-hmm. the business for a little bit there. Um, but we were able to open in as safe as way of, as possible. We, mm-hmm. um, you know, I adhere to the CDC guidelines with the mask wearing, and um, we've made quite a few changes um, at the studio. And so far, it's it's gone well, you know. Um, and we've had an increase. I've had new students come in that were nice. uh, are interested in learning to dance. Um, 
And so, yeah, things are still, you know, moving along. I'm actually surprised to see as many um, new students come into the mm-hmm. door as I have since the really? COVID has started. Yeah. Even a higher, higher rate? Not a higher rate. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say um, that we're... Mo- but just a surprising rate. <laughs> it's a surprising rate. Yeah. yeah but I, we still um, are getting the phone calls and I've had um, a couple, a handful of like new students come in for our intro classes and our um, intro group classes. And so things are still moving in the right direction. That's awesome. I'm glad. That's good to hear. Yes. And I'm glad you guys have been able to to sustain. Did you? Was there anything that you guys did differently when COVID happened? Did you try doing online courses? I know Facebook. If you go live, you can actually uh, you can have people purchase tickets for your live event. Like they had added that feature in there. I think that's yes. awesome. Yes. So when we um, had the stay at home order, so we shut down the studio for uh, at least two months, and so mm. we were doing online classes. What was very challenging is I am a partner dancing studio. Can't, so yeah. you can imagine <laughs> trying to do online classes without a partner. So I got very creative. I was doing mostly technique classes. So we okay. were just working on cha-cha technique because there's a lot of, you know, rib cage and hip isolations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were focusing less less on the connection with the partner and more on the technique that really makes you and pulls you up to be a stronger looking dancer. Mm-hmm. I also did um, like turns and arm styling, which you don't need a partner for. And I, I created a, a music and musicality course for my students because it's something that's always been important to me. It's something that I've, um, as a daughter of a musician, I've taken for granted, you know, that's really helped my dance journey mm-hmm. as I have a, a deeper understanding of music. I think music and dance are the same thing. They are yeah. the same thing, but you'd be surprised how many dancers don't understand music. And I've worked mm. with dancers, professional dancers and choreographers who can't count music. Mm. Um, and so oh, they, wow. <laughs> they get a good feeling for music. They yeah. have good, like, you Instinct know, interpretation, and... but they don't understand counts and um, so that was an opportunity. I kind of used COVID to expand my class repertoire, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, but so we made it work. Um, I definitely had very low numbers online during mm-hmm. the online um, the stay at home orders. But again, once we opened up, you know, we've changed things. You know, we have the masks. We don't rotate partners in group classes anymore. So you okay. have one partner for the entire group class where previously you would come in and we rotate. And by the end of the lesson, you've had the opportunity to dance with every leader. If you're a follower or vice versa, does that help really like smooth out the edges? Like when you have all those different people we were working with? Yes. And so that was the advantage of rotating partners is um, everyone leads differently. Everyone follows differently mm-hmm. and it helps you become a stronger dancer. It also helps balance the class out for as an instructor. So for example, if I have two people who are brand new and I have maybe someone who has a little bit of experience, by the time they rotate around, like those brand new dancers have had the opportunity to dance with someone who maybe has a little bit more experience mm-hmm. and it helps everyone. So um, it's definitely a challenge, but safety is number one. And yes. so we just kind of make it work. Yeah, it makes sense. I, yeah. I'd i love to get into dancing because I, I love doing things that I've never done and things that kind of scare me. Um, I'm... I'm, I'm more, I guess I, I want to loosen up a bit, you know, like, sure. and I think dancing could do that. And, you know, like, yes. I'm not a very like touchy person. Like I, I'm not a hugger. Like, so it's like, uh, I know, want to break that, you know? <laughs> well, it's funny is you say that I'm not really a huggy person either, okay. but then I touch people for a living. So <laughs> <Yeah>. go figure. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, exactly. As you said, you want to loosen up. I always say the secret to good dancing is confidence. Yeah. And so just feeling, you know, competent and able to put your correct foot in the right direction, you know, and just getting out there. You could pull off the silliest dance move as long as 
There's confidence yeah, in it. Yeah. Like, That's why I said it's the same thing as music. Uh, because recently, I like, I've done music for over a decade, and I've never really liked, I've never really been a singer. I've been more of a rapper, but I've been playing with the, playing my ukulele and like really, really like getting cover songs down. And I've been practicing a lot of cover songs uh, to the point where it's like, I don't even know how good I am, but I'm really confident with how I sing. And I mm. think I can like, you know, it's like a lot of it is the emotion. You can ca capture that emotion with the tonality. You can capture that emotion with the tone of your body too at the same time. Yes. So it's mm -hmm. like out of nowhere, I knew how to sing and it was only because of confidence. That's yes. what I think. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. I mean, I think that that's the secret to life, really, just confidence in yeah. anything you put yourself, you know, towards. You just got to be confident. You got to go for it and just yeah. you know, <laughs> tell yourself you can do it. For sure. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it could be, is it scary getting on stage in front of a bunch of people? So, um, not anymore. Uh, I mean, like, there's a, a, a good healthy amount of like adrenaline because mm -hmm. obviously I don't want to fall down because I'm not perfect. I've definitely like, you know, had very imperfect performances, you know, um, sure. but it's not scary in the way that getting up in front of a crowd and talking is for me, yes. you know? <laughs> so no, I'm, um, I'm not afraid to get out and perform because it's what I love. And once the music starts, like no one else is there, mm -hmm. you know, like it's not like my, I'm you're feeling it's, it's yeah. you're in your mode. That's what you do. Yeah, like, it's like when you, when you spoke at one million cups though, you did a great job. I couldn't even thank tell. you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I had to practice so much because yeah. that is outside my comfort zone. And, and to be fair, I've practiced dance so much that I, you know, mm -hmm. that is my, my comfort zone. So I don't have any, I mean, no, I mean, it's a healthy amount of nerves as I'm walking on stage, but once the music's on, like I'm not nervous, I'm I, just going for it. Yeah. I, could, I could get that. Yeah. yeah. I, could, I could understand that. And like, so, so let's talk about, uh, that flash mob you recently did. Yeah. How, you'd, be do, you'd be doing flash mobs. <laughs> well, so it's actually an international um, West Coast Swing flash mob. It's a tradition at the studio. And um, what I did is I actually choreographed a no contact um, Interesting. So partner routine with a scarf. So the the scarf connected the dancers. Okay. So, um, and it was all in response to COVID. Because um, when we first started classes at the studio, I didn't want people touching. You mm -hmm. know, um, we have since like change that where you have one partner you can come into close contact with. Um, but anyway, so this West Coast swing routine was inspired by like a no contact. So because um, one of the main things you use in partner dancing is you connect with your arms. Think of like a rubber band, like you mm -hmm. stretch, you come in, it's like a spring. And so we use the scarf to create that those connection points. Okay. And, um, There's energy that flows through your arms and you needed to have that energy flow through the scarf. Exactly. I mean, it's literally like rubber band spring that's mm -hmm. constant um, through partner dancing and that's what we use the scarf for. Um, and it was really fun. Like we went to actually a couple assisted living centers, like the uh, residents remained inside and we performed on their patio because they had really big windows. So we brought um, some a few dance numbers to two assisted living centers. We went to Garden of the Gods and then we actually mm -hmm. performed at Dine Out Downtown just right down here. Okay, nice. Tejon. Yeah. yeah. Every every Saturday they block off that street. Yep. So we were right there in the in the streets and um, we had such a good time. Was it a flash mob like traditional or was it planned? It was planned. Okay, like it, everyone knew about it. Uh, not, not everyone, but the... 
It wasn't like you just ran them in a mall and, and did it. Not you got permission this time. First. We got permission. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was through the curbside culture um, okay. program. So I'm going to give a shout out because the to the that program. So the dine out downtown, um, and then there's curbside culture, which mm -hmm. is with Peak Radar. You know the. And they, um, did they create that in uh, because of COVID? They did, they and did. so th what that does is it promotes different artists, so you can hire dancers, um, and I'm on that website. Um, you can hire musicians mm. to come to your restaurant and perform in the streets for your guests. And so um, Curbside Culture, Colorado Springs Dance Theater, um, they hire Dance Wonderland to perform for um, the Dine Out downtown. Nice. Uh, is that consistent? So no, that was just a one-time okay. ordeal, but we would love to do it again. Yeah. We had such a good time. <laughs> if yeah. you do, let me know because uh, I'm always downtown now that I got this location here for sure. this podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I'm always downtown. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I will let you know if we get another gig. Yeah, yeah sweet. So, so how long have you been in business? Well, so I've been teaching dance um, since college. I, I taught um, for like a, in public schools, as it was like a, you know, a grant program. Um, and I've been dancing my whole life, but I actually went to school to be a math teacher. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so um, I met my husband who's in the Air Force and when we moved to our first assignment, it was supposed to be very temporary, like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to not get my teacher license in that state and just um, teach dance. Um, nice. So I started like really teaching, I'd say, in 2011. Um, oh. And then um, I also got a contract at the base teaching um there. So I was kind of running my own business as well as, as a contractor, as well as teaching in a, someone's mm -hmm. established studio. And then that was when I just decided. As a contractor, what does that look like? So, um, I get to decide the cost. I get to decide what mm -hmm. dances, the times, things like that. And, um, I had to pay a percentage back to, um, the, uh, youth center on base because okay. I was using the base facility. So that was my first taste of entrepreneurship. Yes. Um, and I just, I really liked the flexibility, the freedom. I was also working as an employee at this other studio. So I had okay. the taste of both worlds. You know, mm -hmm. she had um, a, a more established studio. So I got to teach like higher level dancers where I, at the mm -hmm. base, I was kind of building from the ground up, you know? Yeah. Um, and then that's when I just decided I loved that. So our next assignment brought us to California and so I immediately started with the contract mm -hmm. at the base and I started another dance program. And, you know, by our third year, I had tripled my numbers because I had started with like 20 something kids. And by the end time, the third year, I had like over 60 kids in my program. Nice. Um, and so, you know, we got our next assignment, which is Colorado Springs. And um, I started a contract here on base. I was also teaching independently at a ballroom studio and, um, mm -hmm. you know, just my, the, my, the ballroom numbers just like started like exploding and, um, eventually numbers as in guests or customers, clients. Customer clients. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I started with one client a week then grew to two and then, you know, here I, you know, um, it just kept growing and I just decided I wanted my own space. And so, yeah. um, I took the scary, one of the scariest plunges I've ever done is I put my name on a commercial lease. Mm -hmm. Um, my husband and I like completely like tore apart that cause it was an office building. Is he still on assignment? Mm -hmm. Oh, so what happens if you got to go somewhere else? So and we've talked about that um, and he's about to deploy again, so he'll be gone. But he just started a new assignment at Shriver Air Force Base. So he, where's that at? Um, that's in town. So okay. he was at Peterson. And so he got another assignment at Shriver. Thankfully, um, his job or his career is um, in the Space Force now. Nice. And so this is Space Headquarters. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of jobs. 
So we're hoping to stick around, um, but we've also talked about he could um, you do guard or reserves because they don't move you around. Mm-hmm. They only move active duty. So he would be willing to like switch out of active duty just so that we can stay here. Cause I yeah. am tired of restarting my business. You yeah. know, I, it gets it's more, probably teaching you so much though. Like yeah. not that you want to do that consistently, but, right. <laughs> but you probably learned like how to start from scratch over and over again. That's gotta be powerful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, um, I definitely learned a lot. Um, perseverance and <laughs> yeah. is a, a big life skill. I feel like I've learned. Um, but yeah, so, um, here we are, and uh, I have my own studio, and I've actually gone through quite a few renovations, even once I had my studio, because at first it was, um, you know, I only had one unit. It's actually a triplex unit, and so then okay. I, I rent, so I leased the the third unit, and we built another dance studio there, and um, then we actually bought the building, and then nice. um, we knocked out the wall, and then so we expanded the floor. So I've actually built four dance floors since we've been in that building. Did you buy the, the whole building? Like uh, mm-hmm. you're not you're not leasing out through no one. No, I'm. That's I, awesome. I, I, <laughs> yes, I thought so too. And then the COVID thing happened. And oh, I was like, yeah. oh man, like I'm stuck. <laughs> I do remember that. Like shortly after, I don't know if it was a month or a few months from your mm-hmm. one million cup speech, you were mm-hmm. talking about that, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I didn't even consider like th- that that like perspective of it. Like, wow, you literally just got started with it, and boom, like, nope. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but you've been able to utilize it though. Yeah, I mean, we're we're doing we're doing um okay. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, the the clients are still like coming in the door, not at the rate they used to, but mm-hmm. um, and we were able to retain most of our student base. You know, that um, was yes. with us before. And so that was helpful. So how do you go about uh, getting students? What's your, what's your, I guess, client acquisition strategy? I have several. I okay. mean, you, you have to have lots of, you know, little irons in the mm-hmm. fire. You can't just use Google. You can't just use yes. Facebook. So, I mean, I do Google. I do Facebook. I have Yelp. I am, there's Thumbtack. And I'm always interested in trying new things. I think that's one of the things that has been mm-hmm. very helpful to my success is like, like I'll see a prompt for this ad for this business that does things like like thumbtack you know and i was like well let me just set up a profile and you Mm -hmm. know put some pictures and write a bio it takes time you know it's time consuming for sure um like groupon's another Mm -hmm. one that i've i've used yeah groupon i'm not very familiar with how does that work so um honestly (laughs) (laughs) um we it's the same thing you have a profile groupon's really well known that people get really good deals and mm-hmm. so I just have. So you post your deals on there. You're, you're, yeah. Okay. And and then Groupon takes a 50% cut. Um, so oh. like, yeah, it's it's pretty. 50%? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that means you got to double your prices. <laughs> but but see, that's the thing. So um, and people go on there because they want a good deal. But then Groupon takes a pretty hefty cut. Oh, and so it's that really. That makes me not like them at all. <laughs> I don't love the Groupon. That's why I was like, honestly. Um, yeah. And then. Uh, kind of 50%? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, and so I think the opportunity is like that you can have someone use their platform that's really well known mm-hmm. and get people in your door and maybe choose them as a lifelong client. But mm, LTV. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm so to the point where I actually am with you. I don't like Groupon. And like if I see that someone has a Groupon, I'll call them and I'll just be like, I want to pay you full price. For, you know, oh, like, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. For your Groupon special. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I, what about I've heard, I've heard Thumbtack. I've heard some bad things about Thumbtack. It attract it, it usually some. I guess it depends on your industry, but it attracts yeah. usually the crappier clients. Well, I would say the opposite. I feel okay. like for Groupon. 
Okay. I feel like I get lots of people who just want a cheap deal, and I yeah. never see. Well, them Groupon again. would be even worse than Thumbtack, is what I'm oh thinking. My definitely. <laughs> but well, yeah. actually, I've made so much success off of Thumbtack. That's good. So, um, and I, I'm what they consider a top pro, mm-hmm. um, and so like I'm like that top four percent. But I will tell you one of the reasons, like I have more hires, more reviews than any of my client like competition. Nice. Not my clients, but my comp- my competitors. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I attribute to that success is I am very responsible. Like when people message me and inquire and I'm sincere and I, you know, I always write a custom individualized response. It's not just a canned like here, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I actually like them. I've gotten a lot of wedding clients through. And see, I don't know nothing about that. I just heard some things Mm -hmm. and I don't even remember exactly what they were. So maybe it's, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm just making crap up right now. (laughs) No, I mean, I, I don't know for other industries. I can't say Mm -hmm. one way or another. Um, they do charge you for a lead, whether that client. So for example, if, um, someone wants wedding dance lessons. Mm-hmm. They charge everyone of my competitors, you know, five, ten dollars to have a conversation with this client. That client is only going to choose one of us. So you can be out your five, ten bucks. Mm. You know, um, so that's the only. I mean, you you take a risk. It's like a gamble. Mm-hmm. But um, again, one of the reasons I've been successful is I have. Now I have more reviews than yes. everyone, so it's almost like I'm almost a shoe in mm-hmm. because I my profile looks the best. So do you think Thumbtack represents about eighty percent of where your clients come from? No, no, okay. no. Google's another huge one. Yeah. Facebook, I mean, they're all equally mm-hmm. intertwined. Okay, you know. Well, usually what I've noticed is usually one is the dominant thing, at least like around eighty percent. Would you say that's does one of them have that, or is it like about twenty twenty twenty? I would say about twenty twenty twenty. I mean, probably. Maybe even Google. I mean, that mm-hmm. has really brought me to the top. Um, and Facebook, the power of Facebook. Oh boy, just because. Mm-hmm. Oh, because um, the network, the connection. Yeah. Well, yeah. if someone says they're interested in a, in an event, yes. like their friends, like it snowballs. Yes. So honestly, I would say Facebook is my most powerful. Same here for me and my um, business platform. Um, but I would say, I mean, Facebook has a slight lead, and then Google and Thumbtack. But I would say, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. 2020 20, and maybe the rest is word of mouth and Groupon mm-hmm. and you know yeah so when people search a dance studio in Colorado Springs are you the first result it depends so the way that Google Ads works is you know you set your budget and mm-hmm. so if I have budget for that day I'll pop up but like let's say I get two or three clicks then I might not you are know? you talking about ads Yes. Oh, I was talking about like with uh, with search. Uh, no, I well, I think if you go to maps, mm-hmm. I I do pop up first, but mm-hmm. if you just are looking at the page, I don't. I, I noticed with my maps, it if you're in map searching something, mm-hmm. if you're in the actual map apps, mm-hmm. it'll it'll show you the closest ones to your proximity, yes. not even ranking you as like the best business. I guess it'll, sure. it probably does rank somewhat like that, like maybe the closest ones and then rank. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I just was, I just curious because I would like to be the first to pop up when someone types video production services in Colorado Springs. Well, and that's exactly why I had to go to ads because when I first came to Colorado Springs, keep in mind, like I'm competing with studios who've been established for 20 mm-hmm. plus years. Um, I will say that I am starting to move through the ranks organically because yes. I have so many good reviews. I have, you know, that helps a lot. I, I have, think that's one of the biggest factors. Yeah. So I actually have more reviews than almost all of my competitors. Nice. Um, that's good. so that's helped a lot to kind of bring me up on the, um, the organic search. But, um, yeah, I, I still do depend on, um, Google ads in order to get mm-hmm. me as that first landing page up at the top. So when yeah. we, fi- when we finish our video, 
you could go to Google and review my business, that'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> love to. Yeah, yeah. I understand I, how important that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't been promoting my Google my business. I've actually been lacking on that, mm. and uh, I have. I think I've got one review on there, but that's just. That, I'm okay with that right now because my, mm. I'm mainly focused the way I do business. Uh, uh, the way my client acquisition works is usually networking events or or uh, Facebook. I have a strategy on mm-hmm. Facebook, and then this podcast is actually another client acquisition mm-hmm. uh, strategy for me, <laughs> mm-hmm. in in a way. And like, it's not like I don't do this podcast for that, uh, but it's like a side product that comes from that. And like, it was one of the initial reasons why I started the podcast. So there is a percentage of the motivation to do the podcast for that but it's not my main reason anymore it's because i've realized how powerful like how awesome this thing's gonna be like like this Mm but this podcast can be its own business itself standalone even has the potential to outperform my video production business yeah like i'm really excited for that yeah that's (laughs) awesome yeah so so what's your favorite kind of dance? Do you have a favorite or is favorites hard? Because I don't like favorites. Favorites are hard. Um, I always say my favorite dance depends on my mood, I guess. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but That's I, how music is, too. So yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> exactly. That's like being like, what's your favorite um, type of music? I just feel like um, I, I like them all. I like variety, you mm, know. Same here. So and that's that is definitely what Dance Wonderland um, specializes in is um, ballroom, Latin, country swing. And then there's, you know, five to eight categories under each of those main mm-hmm. categories. So we teach 20 plus dances, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's fun when we go out dancing. And a lot of people don't realize, like, when you go to, or when you could go to Cowboys and go to a country bar, you think, oh, you country two-step. And if, yes, you absolutely country two-step, but there's also songs that are going to be more appropriate to do a nightclub to. There's going to be songs that are more appropriate to West Coast, to East Coast, to cha-cha, mm-hmm. to waltz. Um, and so there's so many different genres that fit underneath country so that's what's fun for us is like does waltz fit underneath country it does there's oh. a lot of um country songs that are a waltz i thought that was ball ballroom world. well so there's you know the ballroom world and then there's the is country. waltz just a step is that just it's not a specific dance oh or? it is a specific okay. dance yeah but so there's the country waltz okay um but there's you know um trying to think of a song off the top of my head um but there are plenty of country songs that are three four time boot scoot boogie not Boots Um <laughs> That's the only one I can think of that has a dance attached to it. Sure. I guess Billy Ray Cyrus' song, uh, Achy Breaky Heart. That's actually a cha-cha. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. Like you would okay. cha-cha to that. So that's <laughs> nice. exactly a great point. Like, so that song, I wouldn't country two-step two. I would cha-cha. Okay. Because it's a country cha-cha song. You nice. know, <laughs> Neon Moon is another one. That's it's a cha-cha. There's a really popular line dance to that. But yeah, so there's plenty of country songs that are not just one size fits all country two-step you know nice so we end up dancing all the different styles when we go out so if someone wanted to uh, get started in dancing how would you approach approach teaching that person yeah so we have uh, and they've never danced ever they've never and that's those people like i'm like perfect you've come to the right place right no bad (laughs) habits right (laughs) yes um so, yeah, exactly, because you get, you get those <laughs> bad habits, like, learned. Yes, yes. Um, I would much rather um, work with someone who's never danced before than work with someone who's danced for 20 years at the bar and never taken lessons, because there's oh, a okay. lot of bad habits you have to break. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, anyways, what we, what we do is we go through an intro lesson, and so we'll just go through the three basic elements of partner dancing, um, forward and backward walks, side steps, rock steps. We talk about connection and frame, and then we just start – 
um, showing them different styles. Usually I'll ask them like, what are you interested in learning? What's your favorite type of music to, you know, listen to? Cause that can help me cater what I teach them to their interests or, you know, their, um, what they're interested in. So, um, I usually will try and show them two, sometimes three different styles of dance. And then we go from there. You know, we have group lessons, private lesson options. And honestly, the more you're in the studio, the faster you learn. Mm. So I usually recommend group and private lessons just so, you know, because if you only did private lessons and you're only dancing with me, well, then when you go out and dance with someone else, you're going to be like, this is not the same. Mm -hmm. So that's the advantage of group classes. You can learn to dance with different people. For sure. Mm -hmm. So how does a dancer make, make a living? How does a dancer make a living? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess it depends on the type of dancer. Um, and I mean, like... Do you per- teach people to make a living after dancing or is it mostly just recreation? So, oh, I see your question. Yeah. Um, so I most of my students are working adults who just do dance for fun. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm not like teaching at a university and mentoring, you know, young, inspi- uh, aspiring professional artists. That's okay. not my um, clientele right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So mine's a pre- like pretty much a purely recreational um, way for adults to go have a social life um, and dance and have fun and do something that I feel like mm-hmm. is pretty intuitive for all humans like music and dance has been a part of human culture since the beginning of time and so i'm just helping them have an avenue um so that they can um just make that happen you know and i think one of the most important things about our studio is just the community that we have Mm -hmm. um because like i said they're all working adults and that's their place to go to just stress relief Mm -hmm. you know and we hang out and we um, you know, we laugh, we have good times and it's just, it's more than just learning how to dance. It's mm-hmm. a recreation place to get away. Uh, an anxiety reliever. I, yeah. could, I could feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah. hit this button real quick. Sure. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I guess, uh, we could start wrapping this thing up. Is there anything specifically that you wanted to promote today? Yeah, so we have our um, showcase coming up here, um, and we've adapted it um, with the season of COVID, and we're doing um, dinner and a show at home. So what we're doing, this is our annual benefit. So we, um, our our adult students, we put a bunch of um, numbers together, routines and performance numbers, and um, we're dancing for a cause. And what that cause is, is that we're donating money to Colorado Springs Dance Theater so that we can provide scholarship funds for these young and Mm -hmm. aspiring dancers who want to go and Professional dancers. Mm -hmm. Who want to go and become professionals. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that that's, reasons it's important to me is I just... I love what I do. I feel so lucky. I don't work a day in my life. I get to just create shows and routines and mm-hmm. dance and have fun. And, you know, I've been dancing since I was five and I'm so thankful for my dance journey. And I just think like, you know, what if my parents didn't have the resources to put me in dance? Mm-hmm. Like I would be missing out on such a wonderful opportunity. Yeah. And so this is my way to give back because I just am so grateful for my life. And Mm -hmm. um, I want to make it so that anyone who wants to be a dancer can be a dancer. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this show is about. It's also just a fun opportunity for my students to get to put on sparkly costumes. And like I said, they're just working adults, you know. (laughs) For sure. So the dancers are uh, mostly amateurs. There's me and my professional dance partner and my our 
the other professional instructors, but the rest are just working adults putting mm-hmm. on a show for fun. And um, it's going to be awesome. So um, we are going to broadcast that October 17th. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get dinner tickets. It will all be delivered to your home and um, you can watch the show. It is an 80s prom theme. So you can, you know, have some guests over, you can dress up. Um, we'll um, provide the the video, the dinner, and then we'll have a um, a a virtual dance lesson. Okay. And then we're going to put on, I'll provide a party playlist. Um, So that same structure is what would happen at the event, but because of, you know, health and safety reasons, we decided to let people decide the size of the party in Mm -hmm. their own home. And that way they could, it could be one couple, two couples, maybe um, four couples, but, you know, keep it small and keep it safe. Mm Mm-hmm. And what platform is that going to be on? So that's going to be through Eventbrite. Okay, so we're going nice. to be broadcasting the show through Eventbrite. You can get your tickets there as well. Nice. Well, fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so I guess that repre- or wraps up. I almost said represent. <laughs> I guess it does represent what you do. Uh, yeah. But, but that, I guess that wraps up the show. Uh, this has been the Colorado Springs Business Podcast, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Yeah.